Well, welcome to the Church Office Podcast. This week, we've had the opportunity to interview Pete Greasley, the senior pastor at Christ Church in Newport. Pete and I have worked together for many years, and it was a joy to be able to get him on the podcast to share his experience, share a pastor's experience of the importance of church administration. I hope you enjoy the interview. It's been split into three parts, so you'll be able to hear the next two parts of it over the coming weeks. You can log on to the churchoffice.co.uk and you can find some videos and some snippets of our discussion together. Well, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. We do hope you enjoy it. Uh, my name's Gavin and I'm your host today and I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Pete Greasley. And we've worked together at the Christchurch in Newport for the last 17 years. 70 years. 70 years, yeah. It feels like 70 years, doesn't it? <laughs> I took um, you on when you were 12. Yeah, I'm not looking that good, am I? You're not looking that um, good, mate. So it's good to be here. We've worked together and I love working with Pete. And, uh, you know, Pete was the one who employed me. And prior to me, Pete, I suppose, um, there was a previous church administrator. And it's obviously been something that you've obviously had in the past you've you've valued it highly you've employed people in this this kind of role over the number of years that the church has been around so yeah indeed. what's your thinking on that church administration how I think important is it I, I, well, obviously yeah vital gav I've vital yeah. 17 um, years so yeah well no it is vital and and i think my my whole understanding of it's changed yeah. over the years so i've been in pastoral pastoral ministry full-time for 35 years yeah. plus now and I think initially I used secretaries but then quickly realized that um, they were great in one thing but not in another and became very aware very early on of my limitations okay. and my own weaknesses and I think that's the case for so many men who are in pastoral ministry they 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 have a particular gift set particularly if they may be a kind of lead pastor or whatever it may be, that they, they love their books, they should do, they love their theology, they should do, they love their preaching, they should do, they love caring for the folk, they should do, they love taking the gospel out. These are all things that, that are part of the package of, of an elder uh, and a pastor. Uh, yet what they tend to lack is the ability to get things done, the ability to know where to go, how to do it, and so things fall between the cracks. So I think early on I realized things were falling between the cracks, so who can fill in the cracks? And then over my years, I've realized I don't need someone who can just fill in the cracks. I need someone who is far beyond that, who is able to see ahead, understand where we're going, work it through as part of a team, and make things happen. Yeah. Right, I'll edit this out. Okay. It's Mark Williams ringing. It's the accountant ringing of all things. Okay. Leave it on. Leave yeah. it in. This is this is why you need. This is why you need an administrator. The accountant doesn't ring me. I'm glad to say. <laughs> he rings me. No, it's good. Um, so, 
most churches, if, if we talk about uh, you know pastors in your role, you're talking yeah. about key things that they've got, uh, gift packages that they've got, and and structuring and seeing ahead and, and putting in plans in place is not some of the strong things. I remember joking with one pastor that he almost needs to put a sign outside his door, you know, pastor in administration, you know, do not disturb. <laughs> um, because, you know, now's not a good time. He's doing admin and, and admin's a bit of a challenge. Um, so you've kind of got the PA route that people go down and, and that has some success, but not not all. And you're talking about a role that goes beyond that, that's part of the leadership team, yeah. um, that's taking on responsibility, um, that's able to kind of be a manager, I suppose, in many yeah. ways of what you what you needed. Yeah, no question. So uh, we have a secretarial team here, and they're mm-hmm. wonderful. They do a great job. But their primary role will be to implement yeah. our decisions. So can you call this person? Can yeah. you write this email? Can mm-hmm. you sort this out? Can you put, yeah. whatever it may be? Um, and that that's necessary and helpful. But what's more important, far more important is somebody who's a part of that team or a few people that are part of that team who are not just implementing decisions but part of the decision-making process and approach it from a perspective of this is how we can get this done and this is the way I think we should go as well. So they're not just the implementers alone, they're also bringing a voice into not only how we can do things, but the best way and things that we need to change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, yeah. I've always appreciated and felt very valued, you know, on the team retreats that we go away. Yeah, we're thinking, valued, <laughs> if you go, I'm going. If he goes, I'm gone. But I think you're right, and, and you've set such a good model here of, of, you know, I'm not just about implementation, but I'm involved in the process. So so there's a thinking when we're tr- when you're trying to take the boat or the church in a particular direction there's a thinking that goes on isn't there there's a process that goes on and and if the person who's implementing can be involved in that process they they're the ones who give the flavor of what we're doing and what we're trying to do no question so so if you think about us let's use that metaphor of a boat or if you think about us as a ship yeah because i've actually done my day skipper yeah so i know about these things um so if you think of it as a ship, yeah, you may have a man or a team of men whose hand is on the rudder, ultimately determining the direction. Uh, yet the people that hands on the rudder aren't the people that know which sails to put up necessarily to get us there. Um, and so, you know, someone needs to say, hoist the mainsail, uh, you know, pull in the foresail, put out the jib. These are the things that that someone and some people need to be able to take us forward and then also say to the people with the hands on the rudder you can't go in that direction the wind is against us you know you may want to go there but we're going to have to do a big loop here so i mean it's a good metaphor because you have all hands on deck working together and i love i i love to do that if it were just left to those who are pastorally gifted a church will not go forward it can it will flounder in the water yeah whatever you do to the rudder yeah yeah and it's true isn't it because i've met some pastors who've got like they come up with a hundred ideas they've got so many ideas of ways they want to reach out for the gospel and it just never seems to happen it never you know those ideas never seem to kind of 
birth or take any fruit or and if it gets very frustrating for a church doesn't it if you don't have somebody on the ground who's able to kind of push those ideas forward and and draw people in and I think one of the key skills I think that I've tried to I suppose develop is is people skills yeah and that that's crucial isn't it in this role yeah because if you are hoisting the sails and pulling them in you are the one working with the majority of the crew and that's what you do and that's what others do in this situation now it doesn't mean that we're not working with the crew but we're more trying to care for the crew trying to teach the crew trying to motivate the crew outwards that's our job but we need someone who can work with everybody particularly most of them are volunteers um, because that's the nature of church life so you must have someone who knows where to go knows how to get there but also has the ability to win people's hearts so that they don't feel that they're under pressure or being used but that they feel that they're on board enjoying where they're going so that is a gift you have Uh, and that's a gift where I think sometimes when we think about an administrator we think about some guy sitting behind a desk with his computer that is not the main job this is more a if you or if you to go to a boardroom you may have a chairman and a board of directors, but you need a managing director. You need someone who can work with the team to, in order to get us forward. So I think it's, it's far more vital than most men in pastoral ministry realize. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And the different leaders that we get to interact with in different churches that we, we meet, often the model here in Wales and, and probably further afield is that you get a single pastor who'll be serving a church um, and they often, next person they often hire is someone of, who's similar to them in a kind of part-time or kind of pastoral assistant. Yeah. And from my experience, you know, depending on how gifted that second person is, you know, the assistant is in administration is how effective that church can be going forward. Yeah, sure. And sure. Well, you've, <clears throat> again, this is, this is, if you were to ask me now, if, if, it would, if we had to just have two people, for us, if the team had to be diminished, it would be probably not me, one of the other guys, and you. Or at least uh, a, a, a leading pastor and an administrator or a manager. Because I think that's what happens. I think, I think when you, I, I planted churches and, and started when I was 25. And so when, when I looked there, the first thing I looked at at that time was I... I just need someone who can reach out to the youth. I need someone who can sort out the music. I need someone who can do some evangelism. Uh, And we'll have a secretary a day a week or two days a week to try and sort out all the stuff that I don't like sitting at my desk writing. Um, I I, I just, that is, for me, not the priority. If, if, If you're a single guy on your own and you're looking for who should I take on next, for me, there's no question. You should take on not not a secretary, not just someone who can sit behind a desk. You should take on someone. It's a deaconing role. So if you're an elder before, you want a, a team of elders, and so you can always have lay elders in that. But if you're taking on someone else in a full-time or a part-time role, I'd be saying I'd be looking for someone who had a gift of making things happen, managing, that was able to connect with people, that was as clear on the gospel and loved it as much as you, that loved the church in the way you loved the church, and essentially as a, just a completely different package, gift package to you. 
And I think those are the churches that are able to thrive and move forward. And then respect that person and, and recognize that they may not have the gift of teaching. You know, if you're talking about a deacon role, the only major difference is, is the elders should be teaching and the deacons don't do the teaching. They don't need the gift of teaching, but they do need to be able to communicate. They do need to be able to win hearts. They do need to be able to motivate. And so those are the things you're looking for. And there's a lot of those people out there, I think. Yeah, there are. Just yeah. untapped and un unrealized. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because there can be a kind of an idea that, that ministry looks like this. You know, you're a teaching, you know, caring uh, elder. And that's all that you do in that kind of function of what you were talking about earlier. But actually, the ministry needs to be viewed broader, doesn't it? That, that there's actually a leadership role here in kind of a managing of a church that can be recognized and, and, and implemented. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, again, let's go back to that metaphor of the ship. I mean, imagine, imagine a couple of guys that you just, you take another guy on and all he wants to do is what you do. So you've got your hand on the rudder, on the tiller, and, and you're encouraging him and showing him how to do the same. And, and you just keep moving this thing and you're wondering why you're not going forward. Because all you're doing is going around in circles. Well, let's try moving it here. And maybe if you do that, we can move it here or we can move it here. Yeah. Um, and the people on, on the ship are going, where are we going? <laughs> you know, going back and what's forth. What's going yeah. on? And, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. Are we changing direction again, but yeah. not really yeah. moving forward? Yeah. So I think we must look into the, into the ship. We must look at who can determine and direct how we can drive forward yeah. in those ways yeah. and I think that's the management administration role yeah because that's all, yeah I think it's right absolutely right and it's interesting that you're talking about you know if you could do it again you wouldn't necessarily go and employ a children's ministry or a youth worker and those are kind of the strategies that, that smaller churches take initially don't they so we've got the the lead pastor right how do we make sure this church goes forward for the future how do we secure the future right we need to think about children we need to think about young yeah. people and we need to kind of put all our effort in and they and fair play churches put a lot of effort into those areas um but they do seem to slow down over a couple of years and so you know if you're listening and you're in that kind of role then it's worth reconsidering again who do we bring in as a second role yeah um, and, and just to think about that a little bit more yeah we i mean there, there's a lot of people I don't like to use the word lay because we're all in it together. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who are, are not supported financially by the yeah. church who can bring in so many different gifts yeah. um, in so many different ways. And they do, and most churches utilize yeah. that. Um, you may have a, a large children's group and think, oh, I've got to have someone who can take this on. But you can probably find those things mm -hmm. amongst the church with people willing to serve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, within music, you can probably find those gifts within the church. You yeah. don't need some super professional musician yeah. Yeah. to take it forward. We're not trying to put on a great show here. We're yeah. trying to care for people and enable them to enjoy the Lord Jesus together. And so there are many things that we think if we do this, it'll, it'll look good mm -hmm. and go great, but it doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. Now, there may be a stage where churches get to a size where... By the grace of God, yeah. we're in a size where we are able to employ people in different yeah. roles. In a specific way. They're yeah. just not the major priority, yeah. in my opinion. You need someone who can even determine with you yeah. who is needed next, yeah. how that works next. Because as a senior pastor, I don't always know. Mm -hmm. Now, I hope that what I can do is try and look ahead to some degree. 
try and discern who would be good to be useful but a lot of the time it's not coming from me you know it's you approaching me saying I think we need to put this into place yeah I think if we do need to take somebody on it should be in this role and I'm deeply grateful for that because you're seeing things in ways that I'm not and recognizing on the ground what needs to happen in ways that I'm not which gives me room to read Mr. Spurgeon and to you know we should be given to prayer and the word we should be given to caring for folk we should be given to telling people about Jesus so you release me to be able to do what I can do best yeah um, and that's vitally important absolutely yeah and, that, and that's been my heart I think right from since day one I think um, is that how can I take a responsibility that you don't have to think about it anymore you know, that I can take something off you and that you know that it's going to be done. I don't think about anything anymore. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, but not for long. Yeah, but you're thinking about the word. You're thinking, you're, you know, everything that God's called you to do, you've now got the space and not the distraction of some of the things that, that were probably there before. Um, yeah, sure. And, and that, I think that does make a difference, a big difference, particularly in a smaller church and a single pastor. There can be a lot thrown at you and a lot of distractions. But to be able to go, right, you, you take care of all that operation stuff. Yeah. That frees you up to think and, and to so, care and to serve. So, there's, I, you know, I've spent so much time with so many different mm-hmm. pastors. So many of them, particularly if they're on their own or just a couple of them, yeah. in, the, in, a, in a full-time or part-time role, just feel like failures. Uh, and go to bed at night thinking of all that has to be done or, or their meetings are only and ever caught up with trying to figure and sort stuff out that uh, push things under the carpet and then just think I am just no good at this I'm coming out of this and so you do get a lot of guys quitting it's not that they haven't been called it's not that they're not effective it's just they're just not positioned correctly so that's why I would be and I think this what you're doing with this website and all that's taking place is so vital if it does nothing else it causes causes men in that role to go, okay, what do I need most importantly? And how can we move forward? And what does it mean to put that into place? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it doesn't have to, it isn't just a big church with a bigger budget that can afford to employ someone. This is identifying gifting, isn't it? And all the different gifting you talked about that could be there present in your church, just untapped that, you know, like I've spent time looking through the church database thinking, right, what, what kind of jobs have we got? What kind of people have we got in the church? What are they really good at and strengths? Yeah. And then to tap into that, and there's a degree of gifting, isn't there, to be able to identify someone's gifting and go, right, this person would be ideal in this role yeah. and deploy them into that role. Um, and that is kind of an essential part of the role, I think. And you can find people like that in a part-time role. Yes, you can. In a voluntary role. They're out there, aren't they? They are out there. But again, um, they can be found, but I think most pastors, myself included, mm-hmm wouldn't be the best person to be finding them. Yeah. yeah. So I can see the frustration of what needs to be done. Yeah. And go, oh, well, we need someone to do, possibly do this. Or not even be aware we might need someone yeah. to do this. Yeah. So you need someone to be able to look ahead, to, to perceive where the needs will be down the road, yeah. where the weaknesses are and look to filling those, whether it's through people mm-hmm. just serving voluntarily yeah. or whether it's, it may just be taking on someone a day or two a week yeah. who you recognize that may have a gifting mm-hmm. to be able to do this. So yeah. you don't just want to 
you don't just want to maintain what you have. Yeah. You want to be able to move forward. Yeah. You want to be able to take this gospel out and you yeah. want to be able to serve people more effectively. Yeah. So it's the ability to see ahead, to recognize what's needed in personnel. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's both an administration yeah, and a personnel yeah. role yeah. mixed together. Yeah. Well, a big thank you for Pete for taking the time to uh, be interviewed and to take part in this podcast. Uh, if you're a church administrator then listening, then I hope you are encouraged. Church administration is vital, not only for the health of the church, but to help steer the church in a direction that the leaders want to go. So the roles that we do behind the scenes are vital. So I do hope that as you're listening to this, you are encouraged in your work and that you feel God's pleasure towards you in all that you're doing to serve your local church and ultimately to serve him. If you're listening as a pastor and you've got some questions, then we would love to talk to you more. Uh, you can contact us at info at thechurchoffice.co.uk. Hey, we'd love to start a dialogue. And if Pete and I can serve in any way to talk these uh, issues through further, then we would love to do that. Please look out for the next two episodes. They will be featuring uh, further interviews with Pete and talking about other areas of church administration and his perspective. Uh, until next time, thank you for joining us and check out the website at www.thechurchoffice.co.uk. Thank you.